still don't know who the President of the United States is. A few days after the election, it is Thursday, November 5th. No winner yet. There might be some lawsuits. There might be some miscountings. There might be some recountings. Quite a few states not done counting their votes yet. Two days later. But one thing we do know is, we're on episode 127 of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I think I've counted right. You can count right on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. You can count all the episodes. They're all there. (laughs) I hope you voted. I voted. Our country's a mess. We need some leadership. We need something real quick. Pandemic, COVID-19, social injustices all over the country. We're in a bad spot. We need something to happen quick. And with everything that is going on right now, it only makes sense for the votes to not be correct as I'm doing air quotes. I know you can't see them, but I'm doing air quotes right now. It's just a mess. Everything is a mess. We need to turn this around, right the ship. We're supposed to be the United States of America, a strong country, a together country, but we can't even show that in an election for our leaders. Hopefully we can get this turned around and find out, hopefully tomorrow, who our president of the United States is. I am Brandon LaChance, your host. Not a crazy political guy, but in the time of need, the time that we are in, we definitely need a leader. We need a president, a government that is strong and turn things around. Our economy is slipping. Everything is falling through the cracks of the United States right now. Need something to happen. That's all I'm saying. I'm over the politics right now. Everybody's got their opinion and you should. Everybody should be paying attention to this. I went to vote and I had to wait in a line. I felt really good about that. Usually I walk in, I walk out real quick, not a lot of people. I had to wait to be scanned in. I had to wait in line for the voting, my votes, the ballot to be scanned in as well. I had to wait both times. I had to wait the whole time, which was cool. Nobody likes to wait. But in that instance, I was just looking around like the different races, the different ages. Everybody was coming out because we know this is important. We can all feel things not right. So hopefully you voted. If you didn't vote this time, please vote next time. It's very, very important that we get our word out, what we express, our votes. We had a guest, guests, plural, that wanted to express their feelings about what's going on with IHSA, the Illinois Health Department, Governor J.B. Pritzker, and the game of basketball. Originally, IHSA had divided the sports into four, I'll say seasons. We had fall, winter, spring, and then summer. They were gonna push sports into a little bit of summer. Basketball was supposed to be a winter sport. Because COVID-19 has not went away, cases are not dying down, the health department and J.B. Pritzker decided we're going to move basketball from a medium risk of COVID-19 to a high risk and not play a season. Uproar. Uproar is an understatement of what happened after that. IHSA said, no, we're not listening. We're going to defy the government. We're going to defy the health department, and we are going to play basketball. Obviously, Pritzker, health department, they battle back. Say, you can scrimmage, you can do these, can't have any fans, you can't play ball, can't have a regular season. IHSA goes, okay, maybe we should push it to the spring. Government says maybe, but... Maybe not. 
So then IHA goes, huh, maybe it shouldn't be on us anymore, and we should let somebody else make the decision, which I think is totally wrong. IHSA is the governing body of high school sports. They make the decisions for everything, what conference you're in, how we play football, whether if it's district football or conference, league play, they make all those decisions. But now there's a COVID-19 pandemic and they can't decide what is right or wrong and don't want the backlash. So, hey, we're going to have high schools and the athletic directors and the superintendents decide whether we're going to play basketball or not. So then if something happens and a team all gets affected with COVID-19 or something happens, so then it's on them and not IHSA. That's how I feel about their situation or their decision to try to put it on high schools. You're the governing body. Anything else that you say goes, and that's law. But now you don't know what to do, so you throw it to somebody else. That's not right. That's not right at all. But now it's the high school's decisions. I've seen some high schools saying, yes, no, we're not having seasons. I've seen Peoria Christian said that they want to play. I saw St. Bede say we are going to adhere to the Catholic school and their policies, and we are not going to have a winter season. So now we have each individual school, over 400, 500 schools, trying to decide what they're going to do. From what I've seen on Twitter, there was an athletic director meeting, and they took a survey. Over 400 athletic directors, I think it was 62% said we're uncertain. I think 9% said yes, we will play. And the other 26%, sorry if my numbers aren't right, 26 or 27% said no. So what happens if you have one team play and then they don't have another team that plays around them for like 50 or 60 miles? I don't know. This is a really weird time. Weird, 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 weird. I feel IHSA should have stepped up and be like, this is what we're doing. Or this is not what we're doing. Instead, the governing body, again my air quotes, air quotes a lot in this episode, pushed it off to other people so they didn't have to make a decision. Sorry, I just went on a ramble, didn't even say my guess were. Mendota, girls basketball representatives, got senior Amelia Bromenschinkel and head coach John Hansen. Great guests, they have been on the show before, friends of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Amelia is in a weird position. She is a few hundred points away from breaking Mendota girls' school record of most points scored in a career. She already owns a lot of the other records. And we discuss all this, so I'm not going to break down numbers as we talk about it in these conversations. But she's a few hundred points away from Jackie Bice's record, all-time leading scorer, career, Mendota girls basketball history. And she might not even be able to play her senior year. Might not even have the chance to make history. Not even a chance to break a record that has stood since 1999. And we are in 2020 not even have the chance maybe the back and forth the ping pong ball like effect is going to affect amelia broman a lot and john hansen affected a lot so i had to get them on they were the first people that i thought of with this back and forth and are we going to play or are we not going to play because i know this is important to her i know it's important to john i know it's important to mendota basketball fans right now been watching Amelia Bromenschinkel tear it up for three years. Want to have the opportunity to see her play her full career, her full fourth season. 
it would be a shame to cut that, to not be able to have her play. So we talk about that, the decisions that are going on with IHSA and the health department, and her love for the game of basketball. She is definitely a hooper, always been a hooper, and it was awesome to talk to Amelia. And John Hansen and I are only a year apart. I'm a year older. We did play basketball together. I have been friends with him for a long time. So it was really cool to have him back on and talk some hoops and everything going on around us. He will be a reoccurring guest, that is for sure. But until we get to the Mendota girls basketball representatives, a few things. I want to break down NFL picks week nine and Big Brother season finale week late. I did watch it last night in the second to last episode, watching them both. And got to break down, Big Brother. Won't have it around for a year. But let's start with NFL. Tonight, Thursday, November 5th, was Thursday Night Football. The Packers destroyed the 49ers 34-17. I think like eight or nine starters in the San Francisco offense were out. Whether it was injury or COVID-19 related. Their whole offense was decimated. I had originally picked the 49ers, but then I heard and seen all the people that weren't going to be playing, and I'm like, nah, I got to switch that up. I wish I would have changed the confidence points, but I did go Packers as the Packers steamrolled 34-17. to I mean, everybody was out for the 49ers. I think they broke down a stat during the game. Everybody that had scored a touchdown for the 49ers last year Nobody was on the field. Everybody that was on the field had not scored a touchdown the year before. That is crazy. The whole team just decimated. Troy Aikman even said it himself, I have never seen anything like this. It's like never. Week nine, the following season, never seen anything like it. Never. Just a year after the Super Bowl. Can't forget that. I mean, last year they're playing the Chiefs in the last game of the season. And now they don't have anybody that did anything for that season on the field. All out, all of them out. Insane. So hopefully you picked the Packers. If you didn't pick the Packers, that was a bad move, man, bad move. Denver Broncos at Atlanta Falcons. I am going Broncos. I am surprised at the percentage on Yahoo that says the Falcons are gonna win. Broncos aren't a bad team. They gave it to the Steelers. I think they lost by three to the Steelers, who were still undefeated. They've won some close games against good teams. I'm going Broncos. Falcons are not that good. They ran it up against the Lions, which I was kind of surprised. And the Lions aren't a good team. So I'm going Broncos. I'm pretty confident in that pick, actually. Seattle Seahawks at Buffalo Bills. I like the Bills, but I'm going Seahawks. Russell Wilson is a phenom. He's playing out of his mind. I'm going Seahawks. This pick hurts me. Chicago Bears at Tennessee Titans. I want the Bears to win every game, but I do not see them beating the Titans. That defense has got a task in front of them. Derrick Henry is a monster. Monster. To me, probably the best running back in the league, or at least top three. Dude's a beast. I'm going Titans. Baltimore Ravens at Indianapolis Colts. I'm going Ravens. I think that's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do have the Ravens ahead of them. Carolina Panthers at Kansas City Chiefs. This is the definition of a blowout. KC should run away with this pretty handily. 
Detroit Lions at Minnesota Vikings. I think this is going to be a good game, but I'm going Vikings. They have been putting it together lately. Like I said they would. I knew they had talent this entire time, just couldn't gel. Now things look to be moving in the right direction. Lions struggle. I'm going Vikings. New York Giants at Washington football team, the worst name in the world. I'm going Washington. At the beginning of the season, I thought Washington was the worst team in the league. We have seen that that is the New York Jets. And I think right after the Jets is the Giants. Some injuries have dismantled that team. And Washington, the last few weeks, has looked okay. Not good, not great, but they can play the game. I'm going to go Washington over New York. Houston Texans at Jacksonville Jaguars. This one was actually tough for me. I kind of, in the back of my mind, think the Jags could pull this off, but I'm going to go Houston anyway. Las Vegas Raiders at Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going Raiders. This is going to be a close game. This could go either way, but I'm going to go with the Black and Silver Express. Pittsburgh Steelers at Dallas Cowboys. The Steelers should run away with this. The Cowboys have looked awful. They're on their actually fourth quarterback. They just picked up Garrett Gilbert. Dak Prescott, the obvious starter, gets hurt. Andy Dalton goes through concussion. He's out. Ben DiNucci looked like he's a high school football player. So then they pick up Garrett Gilbert. Man, <laughs> they got some things going on, some injuries. And just not working out. Amari Cooper, who I think is the best wide receiver in the league, was tearing it up the first like seven weeks. Six weeks. In week seven and eight, like he wasn't even on the field. Like he didn't even exist. I'm going Steelers, to me, is going to be a huge, huge, huge deficit. Steelers might put like five touchdowns on them if they want to. But yeah, Steelers got that easy. Miami Dolphins at Arizona Cardinals. Again, another game. I was surprised about the percentage. 88.5% on Yahoo says the Cardinals are going to beat Miami. I don't think so. Miami's defense is tough. The best in the league. The best in the league. And it's not like Arizona Cardinals offense is like crazy dynamic and, you know, the greatest show on turf or anything like that. I'm picking the Dolphins in this one. I think they're going to rock the Cardinals. New Orleans Saints at the Bucks. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am going Tampa Bay. Their defense is crucial. Their offense, it just seems every week is getting better and better and better. And then they grab Antonio Brown, who two years ago was the best wide receiver in the league before he got into his head and started doing stupid things and was out of the league. I'm going Bucks. They're just way too dynamic, too many options. The Saints had to go in overtime with a field goal to beat the Bears. Don't get me wrong. I am a Bears fan, supporter. I love the Bears, but they're not an offensive team at all. The defense carries the Chicago Bears. So if you had to go to overtime with a team that can't really move the ball against, and then go against the Bucks, who can move the ball against anybody, it seems like. I'm going Buccaneers. New England Patriots at New York Jets. I honestly think this might be a close game because Patriots are not great and the Jets are pretty awful. But for some odd reason, the Jets always play the Pats well, no matter what. So I could see this being a monster upset, but I picked the Patriots just because I hope it doesn't end up, end up that way. Cam Newton needs to show that he was once a great quarterback and knows what he's doing. He has not looked well. 
that offense has struggled. But I'm going Patriots over the Jets. I'm just not crazy enough to say that the Jets are going to beat the Pats. Those are my picks. If you want to share your picks, feel free. You can hit us up on social media. Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Facebook and Edge of Your Seat P on Twitter. You can also send an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Since 2015, LP CrossFit has been offering something unique to the Illinois Valley. A customized way to get in shape while having fun. Whether you're new to exercise or an experienced athlete, LP CrossFit is the right place for you. LP CrossFit is a diverse community with a culture focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. LP CrossFit will help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life. LP CrossFit offers a weekly schedule of classes for every fitness fan. Whether you want to dial up the intensity or take a more relaxed approach, LP CrossFit's trained coaches tailor each and every workout for every athlete in every class. CrossFit classes are programmed with a mixture of body weight, gymnastic, barbell, and other movements to build strength and endurance. All small group classes are coach-led, and all movements are infinitely scalable so they can work with any fitness level, injury, or mobility restriction. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook, online at lpcrossfit.com, or in person in the Peru Mall across from Secret Nails. You'll never have so much fun while getting so fit. Big Brother, probably the only reality TV show that I've actually ever enjoyed in my life. I'm not gonna say it's the only one that I've watched. I've seen Jersey Shore, I've seen the All in Love or Love and All, whatever that show is on MTV. I saw The Bachelor, I think I watched like two episodes, not a fan, The Bachelorette, blah, 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 blah. All the a million, million, a million, a million reality TV shows. Big Brother is the only one that I've continuously watched. I haven't seen every season. I think I watched 16, 17, 18, and then didn't come back until this season, All-Star season 22. The final three was Cody, Enzo, and Nicole. I thought from the get-go, I'm like, if Cody does not win this, I'm going to be really shocked. Once Tyler left, Tyler was my guy, probably my favorite Big Brother player ever. As soon as he got knocked out, I was like, this is Cody's game to lose. He's winning comps. He's got alliances or has put himself in power positions with pretty much everybody in the house, at least the ones that had a chance. He didn't side with the people that couldn't win comps or didn't have a good social game or weren't good big brother players. I know this is an all-star season. They should all be good. But for some odd reason, there was like five or six players that I'm like, I don't think they should be in an all-star season. David, Nicole A, Bailey, Keisha. I know I'm missing a few, but that's four right off the top of my head. And they were gone pretty early. He didn't really line himself with those people. He lined himself with the people that he knew were going to play well and that could have his back. Enzo is probably the most loyal player that I've seen in a really long time. He had Cody's back from day one, and Cody brought him to the finals after losing the first challenge of the final three pack, I don't know if you know how Big Brother works, but when they get to the final three, they'll have one competition with all three. Whoever wins that goes to the third challenge, 
and then the other two battle it out in the second challenge to see who's going to go to the third challenge to try to win everything. So Nicole wins the first one. Cody beats Enzo in the second one. And then Cody wins out and decides who he was going to take to the finals and sit down with the jury and see who gets voted as the new winner of Big Brother. And no offense to Enzo, but I think everybody knew that it was going to be a wash. Cody wins votes 9-0, Big Brother champ, and he deserved it. I mean, he played the best game out of everybody in the entire season. It was fun to watch. Not the best season. I mean, it was pretty predictable. There wasn't a lot of competitiveness. There was this monster, monster affiliation, unit, stable, alliance called the committee with Cody, Tyler, Memphis, Christmas, Danny, and Nicole F. And they ruled the house from the get-go. From the get-go. So once it got everybody else out and it was just them and a couple other people, maybe Enzo, okay, just Enzo, just Enzo and them pretty much, it was boring until then. When that happened, they had the triple eviction because the network knew. CBS knew, like, okay, we need to fast forward this a little bit. Otherwise, you know, people are going to tune out. People were already tuning out. If you follow Twitter at all, they were already like, this is so boring, so predictable, I'm not watching anymore. So they had the triple eviction, threw everybody off, threw everything in a cycle, a circle, which is what networks do. They want you to tune in, and we want excitement. We want crazy change. So that's why they did the triple, and then all of a sudden the show was interesting again in the Big Brother that we all know and love, if you're a Big Brother fan. So I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they changed some stuff up. Now we wait until next summer to see what they do next. But congrats to Cody. He played a great game. I was really impressed, and he, de he deserved it. He deserved to get the win. What we all deserve is to enjoy our home, every single one of us want a comfortable, enjoyable place to be. Whether it's a light fixture or an entire kitchen remodel, Olson Construction is here to help. The family-owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows, doors, deck designs, remodels, garage additions, and room additions. Brothers Tommy Olson and Keith Miles have been in construction for over 10 years and are willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and insured at 815-910-5982. Olson Construction can also be located on Facebook at the Olson Construction LLC page or via email olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Well, Without any further ado, let's get to Mendota senior Amelia Broman-Schinkel and Mendota girls basketball head coach John Hansen. We talk about the controversy and whether or not we're going to have a basketball season, whether it's going to be in the fall, whether it's going to be in February, the spring months, whatever we're trying to do with basketball. We all want to see Amelia Broman-Schinkel play and have an opportunity to set history, to get on top of the record books. I almost said in the record books, 
She's already there. She's already all over the record books. But not only just beating Jackie Bice's record, I think she takes that over. She pretty much moves herself in the conversation of being the best girls basketball player from Mendota. She's already in the conversation with Jackie Bice, with Sammy Crum, a couple other people. She takes this record. I think she stands at the top of the mountaintop. I think she's there. So to be known as the best, to have the most important record in basketball for a school, yeah, you want the opportunity to do that. If you have the opportunity and can't do it, you know, that's on you. And you can beat yourself up and wish you did things differently. But when it's on somebody else, somebody takes that opportunity away from you, that hurts a lot more. A lot more. Because you couldn't even try to do it. So Amelia just wants the opportunity. Well, I'm going to quit rambling on about it and let her tell you herself. We will be back Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Wanted to do five shows this week. I originally planned it Monday through Friday, but we had some broadcasting issues. The last episode with LaSalle Peru junior swimmer Peyton Heggie got stuck in podcast la-la land for a few days. So once we got that fixed, I'm like, okay, we're going to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Make sure we still get five this week. We're just going to be weekend loaded instead of regular week. So thank you for listening. Thank you for following. If you do not follow on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Music, please follow, review, all those good things to get us higher in the stratosphere of podcasts. We really appreciate it. We love the support. Love the followers, the fans that have been reaching out and complimenting the show. We're going to keep trying to do what we do and have fun bringing sports and life to you on each and every episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. So, until next time, peace. Two things are awesome right now. First, happy Halloween. And also, the debate, the battle of what is going on with high school basketball in Illinois. Not really awesome, but we're just trying to still push for a season. My guest today, Mendota senior Amelia Bromenschinkel, is going to be highly affected by this decision from IHSA, Illinois government. So we had to have her on. Amelia, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing all right. Always good to talk to you. You are a friend of the podcast, Edge of Your Seat podcast. You've been on before. Usually we're in person. This time we're going to do it over the phone. Interesting. Yep. (laughs) Tell me you just left the gym. You were getting in some shots? Yep. Before we started this, I I just had a movie on, doing some chores and stuff around the house. Do you have any movies that you can just put on? You don't really necessarily have to watch, but just cool background noise? Yeah, I guess. I like all the Avengers movies a lot, so I watch a lot of those usually. Um, Those are probably my favorite type of movie to watch. Definitely. Good movies, good movies. I think I've seen all of them but one. Yeah, me too, probably. So the main reason I asked to speak with you for Edge of Your Seat Podcast is the, the decisions that are holding everybody's shoulders down, that's for sure, with Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, the health department stating there wasn't going to be basketball. We're going to put it on hold. 
And then IHSA goes, hey, we're not going to listen to you. We're playing basketball. So then there's debates like, hey, they can still practice or scrimmage. Maybe we'll have a season in February. What do you think about all this and stand with the decisions of basketball? I mean, it's been a lot of up and down this whole week, pretty much, with all the different decisions coming out and everything. Um, I mean, I get what's going on is a really serious problem and everything. Um, I really hope we can find a solution that keeps everyone safe and lets us play, because I really want to play with everyone this year. I think we're going to have a really good team. Even for volleyball, I think that we would have a really good year if we could. I'm really hoping that something comes out that allows us to play safely, of course. This is definitely an interesting senior year, huh? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely not what I thought was going to happen, but, I mean, there's nothing really we can do right now. Has Mendota Lady Trojans basketball been able to practice or, you know, scrimmage? Have you guys been doing that? Uh, yep, over the past, like, two months we've been practicing a lot. Um, over the summer, I had the team come over to my house and we were playing in my driveway for a probably a couple weeks maybe until we could get in the gym then last week it actually just got canceled so we haven't practiced for a little bit are you better in the gym or in your driveway <laughs> um uh, i don't know it depends on how the weather is really because sometimes it's kind of windy outside so it's kind of hard to shoot but <laughs> that's where i grew up shooting and everything so i'm pretty good there that's why I ask, because if you, if you have a hoop at your house, that's usually the one that you're best at, because they're the most. Yeah, for sure. Getting back to the season, maybe, maybe not happening. I mean, this affects you kind of a little more than others. Not trying to put a direct spotlight on you, but I mean, for Mendota girls basketball, you're second on the all-time scoring list with 1,752 points. Second behind Jackie Bice, 2,111. I mean, if you guys have a season, you could potentially set the record and it be yours. If you don't play, obviously you're just going to sit second. Is that affecting your, you know, your thoughts about all of this? I mean, I really, really wanted to beat that record. Um, it was one of my goals coming into high school. Also, beating the all-area record with Kaylee Klein. Um, I always wanted to do that, and if we had a regular season, I think I had a shot at that. But, I mean, there's not really anything I can do about it right now. It's not, I mean, it's not a huge deal to me. I would really, I really just was looking forward to this team this year. I think we could have been really good, maybe gone to state even. That record set by Jackie Bice, 1999. 2,111 points. I mean, when you look at it, it was kind of intimidating. You came into basketball, and even as a freshman, we're watching you looking, and we're like, oh, man, this might actually happen because, you know, it's an old record at this point. We're in 2020. It's 21 years old, and you were able to chop it here and there. I think last year you had 837 or 847 points. What were you doing in the, uh, you know, off season to try to get better and you know, try to score more ways than normal? I mean, I really just work on my all-around game. I was working a lot on strength since that's one of my weaknesses. I was also looking at a bunch of different ways to get open and different ways to put the ball in the hoop. I think playing with competition with my AAU teams, both the Illinois Valley Warriors and the Illinois Elite, I think they both helped me to score against, like, harder competition. So when I got back to the real season, it was a lot easier. 
easier to get open and a lot easier to finish around the room and everything. Overall, I think just all the work I put in over the offseason helps me to get to another level to play high school. Obviously, I want to see basketball played. Everybody does. You know, my favorite sport. But when they first, these decisions and, you know, canceling sports in the spring and then moving on to this year, I'm like, if they don't have basketball, I am going to be really sad for Amelia Bromanchenko because she deserves this. I just want to let you know that, that you were like the first person I thought of. Thank you. You mentioned the team, Mendota Girls Basketball. Talk about some of the players that you were excited to play with again and, you know, the reason that you thought this team was going to be successful. Well, I mean, we had a lot of people returning from last year, except Anna Bocas and Bianca Espinoza. I mean, those two were obviously a big loss to us since they are kind of leaders on our team with being seniors and everything last year. Then this year returning, we had Daisy Ortega, uh, Jenna O'Donnell, and Jalen Fitzgerald. They've all put in some work over the offseason with coming to my house and practicing in the gym and everything. Uh, they're also all getting better, like, a lot every single day. I was seeing a lot of improvement. I was really looking forward to playing with them this year. I think it would have been a really good team. Yeah, I, I watched you guys last year a few times, and the players that you were talking about definitely showed some promise last year and some practicing, and I wish I could have seen you guys at at your parking lot or your driveway shooting some hoops. That would have been fun. Yeah. It was really fun with them. Does your dad, Chad Bermichinko, get in there? Uh, yeah. He would play with us when we needed an extra player and everything. Uh, he'd help us, like, set up some drills and everything, too. Was he the worst one playing basketball at the driveway? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're all kind of quicker and younger than him. Um... But I think he holds off a little bit, too, but I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to your dad, Chad. He's a good dude. Yep. Had to give him a tough time, though. <laughs> <laughs> couple years with Coach John Hansen. How has he helped improve you guys? I mean, we talked about the players. We've seen you progress as a player. What is it about John that is pushing Mendota to be a better team, a better program, and keep it that way? I was really lucky coming into high school. I had a couple great coaches with Hanson and Barrera and Bloomhurst also. They've all helped me a ton with improving my game and everything. Uh, they're all willing to help me out by letting me in the gym whenever I want to. They're always there when I need them and everything. Uh, they've all helped me a ton. They've been great coaches, and I really don't think I could have asked for any better ones. Yeah, shout out to those guys, Gary Barrera and Brian Bloomhurst. True story, when I was in high school, Coach Bloomhurst was my coach. Really? Yep, it was him and then uh, Matt Game, Mr. Game, was the assistant coach. Oh, yeah, he's actually, he actually came on to our program this year as, um, I think he's fresh off. He is a great guy and knows a lot about basketball. Me and him, when I was in high school, I had tons of conversations that probably helped me out more than actually playing. Yeah, for sure. Before we move on and talk about anything else, I am going to recommend that you write a petition to Illinois and say, hey, we're having this basketball season. <laughs> and if you need anybody to sign it, I'll sign it. I'll put my name on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, with basketball and having the questions, you know, that also carried over to school. How has it been going to school in Mendota with COVID-19? Uh, well, we started about a month late. Um, 
we're in person, so we have all of our classes. We're actually on a block schedule right now, so we have four classes a day. I think our school is doing a really good job at keeping everything safe and healthy for us. They put in a lot of work into organizing everything and everything. I think they're doing a really good job so far. When you're wearing a mask, did you try to get any cool ones like bedazzle them or anything? Uh, no, I just have, I have a lot of different colors to match different outfits and everything. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't get any, like, cool ones, though, really. <laughs> hey, the different colors and trying to accessorizing. If I was in school, I actually, now for work, I have a Chicago Bears one, I have a Chicago Bulls one, I have a gray one that matches outfits. I'm doing the same thing, and I'm 35 years old. <laughs> talked a lot about Mendota basketball, but you already have your future set on where you're going to go next level. Where are you heading? I'm going to Purdue Fort Wayne in Indiana. So talk about that recruiting process. I know it can sometimes be brutal. It can sometimes be fun. You know, you're last year as a junior, you were on pretty much every all-state team known to man, whether it's a newspaper, IHSA whatever you were on tournament teams mvps everywhere so a lot of people were looking at you how did you narrow down the schools or decide what program that you wanted to be part of i mean i had a lot of uh coaches reach out a lot of teams i actually had a lot of um offers that i was really intrigued by for sure but really it was really um i was looking for a good school where i could get a good degree while playing it was with engineering actually so Purdue, obviously, is a great degree to get in engineering, um, so that was obviously very interesting to me. Um, it was also my sister's school. They were also interesting to me since they were an engineering school, but in the end, I ended up choosing Purdue-Fort Wayne since I wanted to play D1 basketball and get a really good engineering degree. I also liked all the coaches, and the team seems really nice, and I just think it's going to be a great time to play there. Your two older sisters, twins really really good basketball players so when you were coming up the you know the ladder another reason why we weren't shocked that you could score and play defense the way you can you know we've obviously mentioned your driveway playing ball there you had to have gotten a lot of experience and tips from your older sisters uh yeah for sure like with my dad and my sisters we'd always play like two on two and everything um, I was always younger, so it was also, like, a lot harder for me to play. Um, but I think that helped me a lot, playing kids, like, above my level and being able to compete still. Um, I think they just taught me a lot about, like, what it means to play and, like, the attitude to have everything and, like, to work hard with everything. Um, they definitely impacted my life a lot with basketball. Were Abby and Allie disappointed that you didn't choose Rose Holman where they went to school and played for four years? Um, no, not really. I think they would have liked if I went there and played with everyone that they knew and everything. Um, but I think they're really happy for the decision I made. I'm also going to be really close to where Abby lives now, being in Fort Wayne. Um, so I think she was happy about that. What were some of the other schools that you were looking at? I was looking at Bradley... Valpo, uh, Rose Holman. Um, I was also looking at the Colorado School of Mines for a while. It was also it was all really just good engineering schools that I was taking a serious look at. That's cool. Even though you can play basketball and you're really good, you're like, you know what, I got to focus on my education as well. That's a big thing. So congrats to you for doing that. You know, not a lot of people put that focus on education. Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. I think I definitely got that from my sisters. Are you ready for that big move to Indiana? It is cool that your sister's going to be there, but the town of Mendota where you grew up and everything that you know is going to change. Are you ready for that move, that experience? I'm really excited to go, so I think I am, yeah. I think it's going to be a really good move for me. I think I'm going to really like it over there, so I'm really excited to go. Definitely. So you're going to go to school there, you're going to get your engineering degree, and then you're going to build something really cool in Illinois. What do you plan to do with your engineering degree or studies? What is the main focus or what do you envision you doing for, you know, your professional career? Well, I'm going to get a mechanical engineering degree. More interested in that kind of engineering than other kinds. I'd probably follow my sister Allie because I really like, like her job. Um, it seems really interesting. So, I mean, I guess I have to see where I end up and everything. But I, as of right now, I'm looking for something similar to her probably. At this point, as a senior in high school, somebody yep. said in five years, you're either in the WNBA or you are got a huge contract and you're building something awesome that you wanted to do. Which one would you prefer to be the story? Um, I'd rather the second option. I think that I'd more, I'm more interested in doing that than I would be in playing at the WNBA. Okay, okay. So... They're like, hey, you're going to build a skyscraper in Chicago, or you can wear a Chicago Sky jersey. You're like, okay, skyscraper. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, on Edge of Your Seat podcast, try to play a game for some fun, exciting stuff outside of sports. This time we're going to do hot potato Halloween style. Are you ready for this, Amelia? I am, yep. All right, let's try not to burn your hands. You're going to need them for hoops. <laughs> Try to do these kind of quick, rapid-fire hot potato. Frankenstein or mummy? Uh, Frankenstein. Which is ghosts? Uh, ghosts. Kind of elaborating on that. Hocus Pocus or Casper the Friendly Ghost? Casper the Friendly Ghost. Chucky or Freddy Krueger? Uh, Chucky. Jason or Michael Myers? Michael Myers. Gotta throw some candy in here. I mean, it's Halloween, right? Skittles, M&M's. Uh, Skittles. Twix or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Twix. Snickers or Hershey's Bar? Hershey's. Payday or Butterfinger? Mm, Butterfinger. Oh, that gets stuck in your teeth and you gotta pick it all out. <laughs> <laughs> Giving candy or trick-or-treating and getting candy? Uh, giving candy. And not really hot potato, but out of all the years that you've dressed up for Halloween costumes, what is the one that you remember the most or your favorite Halloween costume that you've worn? Uh, with one of my friends, we were ketchup and mustard, and my dog, which is a dachshund, so a wiener dog, uh, she dressed up as a hot dog, so I think that was my favorite costume. That is fantastic. Were you the ketchup or mustard? I was the ketchup. <laughs> That's great. That is great. How old were you when you did this? I think it was seventh grade. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. I wish I would have saw that. <laughs> well, Amelia, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It is always a pleasure speaking with you, and hopefully we'll keep in touch and you'll be on again.
Thanks for having me. We spoke with Amelia Bromenschinkel and her thoughts of the Illinois high school basketball situation on whether we're going to play or not have a season, whether it's going to be in the winter time, they're going to push it to spring, all the things that have been going on, and it's been like a ping pong ball every day, looking on Twitter, seeing what the new news is. We're going to talk some more about that with Mendota girls basketball coach John Hansen. What's up, John? I'm much, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, but I know... Me, just like you, this deal with the basketball season is, I don't want to say the underappreciated word here, but it's its crazy. It's a freaking headache is what it is. It's lots of uh, confusion, to be honest with you. I don't know what's like one day I think this, and the next day I think something completely opposite. So. You still there, John? Yeah. Perfect. No problem. Somebody came into the gym. I'm just going to go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> Usually when I come in here, there's not many people or not anybody. So it happens. No big deal. Yeah, part of the show. Yes, it is. We just add that in. We won't even edit that out. All right. <laughs> just to kind of elaborate on that and not knowing what to think. I mean, how do you go about that? Trying to coach a program where you don't know if you're going to have ball or not. We'll go back to, like, July, you know, I thought we were, sounded like everything was going to happen, we are going to have some, some we are going to have some contact days, we are going to have to share the gym a little bit, but it was, you know, whatever, so kind of did some planning, you know, working on some, you know, trying to let him get some scrimmaging in, trying to let him get as much as I could without, you know, pushing it too hard with the, because of the mask and stuff, and then, like, the next day, phone call from Steve, hey, they, they raised us to medium risk, uh, there's no contact as of right now, and it's like, dang, like, Okay, so then you're waiting, you know, and it's like, well, we're still going to have a season, so no big deal. We'll see you in September. Then you get the email, hey, we're ready to go, like, tomorrow. So I'm texting all the girls, like, scrambling, like, hey, you know, what days and times work? Like, you know, what's the best time to get you guys all together? And we worked that out and get worked around volleyball and whatever, and it was going it was going pretty good. And then, it, you know, I want to say midway through September, I was talking with Hanson and said, you know, hey, you have you heard anything that makes you think we're not going to play? Nope. We're going to have to wear masks, which I think is going to be annoying, but we're going to play. And then I think it was like a week later, I ran into him in the gym again, and he's like, I don't think we're playing. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, the, the rules are this, and I don't know how we're going to comply with that, and I don't know how we're going to, he's not going to let us play. You know, it's just been a roller coaster of, he comes out with the, you know, the, hey, we're not going to let you guys play, and then the next day IHSA counters that, and I'm like, who do we listen to? You know, who's, I don't know, I don't even know the rule on that, like, who's actually in charge of this decision, and now we're, I guess now we're kind of waiting on the school boards. Yeah, when you say he, you're talking about Governor J.B. Pritzker, yeah, and, Pritzker the, yeah. and the health department, that's kind of where yes. his ruling came from, and then you're right, IHSA right. is like, no, we're going to defy you, we're playing. Honestly, I mean, as much as, much as I want to play, and I'm happy about that decision, um, it kind of stinks that they almost kind of threw all the school boards under the bus. I mean, because now they got to be the bad guy, you know, if, if they're the ones that are pressured now to not be able to play. You know, the IHSA looks good, and, we're, you know, you're going to have parents that are pissed off at the schools, but, you know, it's just going to be a big mess at this point, I think. Yeah, because you're exactly right. The last news that came out, it was like, you know what? I'm going to paraphrase here, but we don't know what to do, so we're going to make you choose because right. they're going to look at you because you're the one telling them the news and not letting their kids play, not us. Right. The thing I'm scared about at this point is even if, you know, if our board decides, hey, you know what, let's let's take the risk, let's, you know, have everybody sign waivers and whatever, whatever we got to do liability-wise, 
and let's play. I got to assume half the schools in the state are not going to do that. And so, you know, what happens to our schedule? Are we going to, you know what I mean? Are we going to only have 12 games? You know, is that going to... So that's the other part I'm a little bit worried about is, is if... I can't imagine everybody is going to accept a liability and, and, and want to play. And then if you do play and it's only half the schools in Illinois that are playing and one kid gets sick and right. unfortunately something really seriously bad happens, everybody's going to be pointing the finger everywhere. Right. Like I said, I, I want to play bad. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind if, the, if I got asked today to vote yes or no, I'm, I want to vote yes. But I, I understand the risks and the, the reasoning behind this that it's kind of still up in the air. I'm just glad I don't have to make that decision, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It is just a very crazy time of living, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, that's definitely understanding right there. For sure. Hold on one second, John. Sorry, Craig, I was going to do this real quick, do an interview. I was like, I want to work out. Do you have any time to schedule? So I'll go in the other room, no big deal. All right, okay. But I didn't want you to feel like we walked in. I didn't know what to do for a well, second. I didn't good. know what you were doing. You're on the phone, so I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a recording for the podcast. All right, just trying to make me not look like a weirdo. <laughs> the good thing is, is I can do it everywhere, but the bad I thing is... I was going to say, I don't, I don't think we've ever, we've ever not had a weird encounter. I think the one time my kid was like, grabbed my leg and yelling for five minutes, and then I think last time we had, like, Messini came in the cafeteria and started yelling at us and thought we didn't know what we were doing. And... <laughs> For sure. There's another, there's another one. Hey, it's called Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I mean, yeah, we got to right. keep ourselves on the edge of your seat, too. Can't make it boring. No, not at all. Not at all. One of the main things when I thought about this basketball season, or actually in the spring when this happened, and it was right, boys basketball, state finals didn't get to be played. We got to the yeah. final four, and then that was it. And then already, not knowing when this was going to go away, if COVID-19 was going to bother us for a year, which it pretty much is. The first person I thought about was Amelia Bromenschinkel closing in on Jackie Bice's record and if she was going to be able to surpass it or not. Yeah. For you as a coach, you keep saying, yeah, I want to play, I want to play. But as a coach that is coaching Amelia, who is that close to a record that stood since 1999, probably makes you want to play a little more. Yeah. Um, I'm sure her, her parents will argue this, but I, I've been Amelia's biggest fan since the day she walked into school. I mean, her work ethic, her just want to get better just the drive is just awesome and it's like so much fun to coach i know people are gonna think oh yeah it's fun to coach a good kid like no it's fun to coach a kid that's good but also that is just so into getting better and improving and you know coming up with things and, and talking to you about things and wanting to get better and bugging you to get in the gym and just all that stuff that you love and it sucks to see you know she's right there at just kind of showing the whole world like who she is and it's like person's gonna keep her from breaking that record is you know, the governor. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it sucks that she's right there. I know for me, I'm kind of saying, you know, if it doesn't happen, we all know. But, like, that's that's definitely not going to satisfy her. Because when you look in the book, Jackie's right. still, still going to be number one. According to my stats that we have so far, she's already leading in career rebounds, season rebounds, like I want to say career steals. The points one's obviously the important one, and it's just, It'd definitely be an exclamation point in her career. I know she wants to win. I know she's been bothered every year by the fact that we haven't won, you know, and it's like we're not getting the regionals, we're not getting the... So I know I think this year she was looking forward to just the fact that, you know, some pieces are coming together. We got some girls that are, you know, have better experience now. And are, I mean, we're so bought in during the contact days this 
you know, this fall that, you know, we try not to be excited about this season and then just kind of have it maybe just not even happen. It's just, you know, a huge kick. When I spoke to Amelia, she was talking about just the team in general and how she felt the Lady Trojans were going to be much improved with all the players coming back and the work that's yeah. been put in. Yeah, it's been, uh, the dedication has been amazing. Like, it's the first time I want to say in a, probably two or three years, you know, back when she was a freshman sophomore, there was, we had solid numbers for summer, but there's been a five, two year stretch where the numbers were some days I had summer practice and it was her, you know, and um, this year we had, we never had less than, I want to say 10, 12 kids at summer, or at, you know, calling it summer, but it was, I guess it was fall, but at the contact day, so the, the dedication was there and it was one of the things that we felt like, hey, we've gotten last year, you know, maybe we win a regional, maybe we, we make that little push. And so that's another part of it that just, you know, you got, Jalen Fitzgerald, you know, in there working her butt off, working on post moves. You got, you know, Jenna O'Donnell, Daisy coming out working on their guard stuff. And it was just, you know, someone trying to step up and re replace Bocas as our shooter. And it was cool that they were ready to do it now instead of waiting for the season to start. And it was weird that usually I think most years if this was happening, Bromo would be the one that was sad. I feel like the other day when, you know, when I had to tell him, hey, we're not practicing for a while, we might be done. You know, they all seemed like they were pretty bummed. And as a coach, that's cool to see just that, you know, that they all kind of seem like they cared because they were that invested. It sounds like you're going to shed a tear. <laughs> no, I think I, I think I almost coughed. I didn't want to cough. I don't think I maybe had COVID. But, <laughs> <laughs> no. but no, as close as you can come, I guess, without being a... No, I, no I'm just... It, it stinks. And I guess you're crying about it, but it definitely... It sucks to see a girl like that, you know, come as far as she's come and not get to not have any say in how it ends, you know? I might shed a tear if we don't have basketball season. Like, I've been making a living off of this and doing this for a very, very, very long time. We don't like change as a society, but then when it's just, like, something crazy you can't see, it's a virus that's been here since March, and in the, you know, 2020 realm of things, you would think that you would clear these up, or government could, or people could, and we'd be okay, bounce back. This is a very, very long not bouncing back period yeah the, the weirdest part of it for me is like I, i'm having trouble like seeing the ending you know it's like like you said right when this first shut down in march it was like oh man you know we're gonna miss march madness whatever this kind of sucks and then it turned into like are we gonna see it this year you know it's like how long is this gonna keep happening or you know something gonna someone gonna figure something out to, to you know to move on i guess as a father of young kids how is the schooling going? Are you sending them to school? Do you have them at home? How is that going as a father with, you got three little kids? Three kids. Yeah, uh, the two boys are, are three and one, so they're still, they're still in daycare, so that part, it's been crazy because you obviously have in your head a little bit, you're worried about, you know, the daycare aspect of it, you know, where, wonder where everybody's been, you know, that kind of thing, and you kind of got this, that one's that's in the back of your mind a little bit every day when you're dropping them off, but daughter she's five she's in kindergarten and she was i was so worried about it because i knew how much she how cool kindergarten is you know it's like you're finally at school you're learning to do stuff and i was really worried she wasn't gonna get to do it so we were like through the roof that you know that they ended up going back to school we sent her there right away and she loves every second of it that's one of the things you know besides basketball that i'm super worried about like i don't want her to lose that now you know that she's she's making friends she's having a great time she's coming home telling me all about it and then you know, for her to lose that, it would be, I definitely think it would be a huge bummer. You know, this house has been pretty, she's been excited about it. So, yeah, and it sounds like 
the schools are doing a, a great job in Mendota. Um, the high schools it seems like they're. I don't know if they've even had any, you know, cases that were related to the school, and the grade schools seem like they're doing a real good job of handling it too. So that part's been I've been pretty impressed with. Good stuff. Yeah, it's like, hey, I get to go to school and be around my friends, or I'm at home around dad. Right, mm. and then it turns into trying to figure out the computer and the assignments, and, and and you know, God bless the teachers doing it, but like sometimes there's like assignments on there, and then the next thing they're like gone, and there's like a note like, hey, make sure you do this one, but you can't find it. You know, it's just like it's a freaking mess. <laughs> well, coach, we gotta throw in a game of hot potato Halloween style. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Me and you are the same age. I'm only a year older, so when I reference the old Halloween movies, you will actually know what they are. Yep. So we'll start there. Michael Myers, Jason. Definitely a Jason guy. Chucky, Freddy Krueger. Oh, I hated Chucky, man. Like, Freddy for sure. Chucky creeped me out. All right. Off of that, Chucky or Leprechaun? You know what? I'm going to go Chucky this time. As much as I said, it creeped me out. The Leprechauns, I thought, were super just lame. Didn't like the movies. Lighten it up a little bit. Hocus Pocus or Casper the Friendly Ghost? Oh, wow. I want to say, man, I think I'm going to go Casper on this one. In general, mummies or Frankenstein? Frank, for sure. Witches or ghosts? Ah, uh, witches, ghosts. Like, I'm a little bit scared of, like, stuff being haunted. Like, kind of creeps me out. Pumpkins or scarecrows? Pumpkins. Now I gotta get to the candy. Skittles or M&M's? Oh, Skittles. Twix or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Anything you're putting next to Reese's Peanut Butter Cups is my guy. I mean, the Peanut, cups, the peanut Butter Cups is the pick guy. You love them? Yeah, I love them. <laughs> Snickers or Hershey's Bars? Snickers. And, not related to Hot Potato, but... Out of all the Halloween costumes that you have been a part of, what is your favorite or most memorable that you've worn? Uh, a couple years ago, uh, I guess I'm exaggerating here with a couple. It's how old I'm getting, I guess. We'll say about six years ago, me and my wife did uh, Shamey. We were Sheldon and Amy from The Big Bang Theory. That's pretty happy about that. I thought we pulled it off pretty well. I got a big, I got a good Sheldon body. You know, the dorky, long, skinny guy. Truth, truth. You're my buddy, but yeah, truth. <laughs> All right, Coach Hanson, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast, talking some basketball, talking some school stuff with COVID, talking some Halloween things. I appreciate your time, my man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Loved it.